This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Meditation is one of the best ways to improve your French speaking skills, according to Angèle, a French learning coach. This meditation was created to help you relax and open your mind to learning French. This audio begins with relaxation and subconscious programming in English before moving into a short meditation in French. No matter what language you hear, his meditations help you stay grounded and open your mind to new ideas. You will be able to think in French and understand French directly without having to translate it. Immediately after the guided meditation, while you are still relaxed and focused, Angèle recommends practicing French affirmations to enhance its effect. Valeria interviews Angèle Pretot. He is a French learning coach and online entrepreneur. Through his coaching and courses, he helps English speakers learn French fast, become fluent, and live their best international life. After a master's degree and 15 years of teaching and coaching French learners, he is still obsessed with improving the methods he uses. He loves seeing his students learn faster and better and create wonderful lives for themselves. He now lives in Vienna, Austria, and he has been through all the expat struggles too. Besides that, he's an actual Frenchman who loves cheese. Coming from a monolingual French family who's still wondering what's wrong with him, moving abroad, learning five languages to fluency, and running an online business rather than just getting a job. Meet Angle at frenchfluency.net. Here is the interview with Angèle Pretot. In your own words, who is Angel Preto? Uh, that's perhaps the hardest question to answer. It's like, who are you, right? But to keep it very uh, 3D level, I'm a uh, French learning coach. I am French myself. I was born and raised in France. I lived in France until I was 25. And I have been living in German-speaking countries for the past 12 years. So when I was 25, I left and um, I never returned. And I've had uh, quite a complicated career, but to make it short, I have been teaching French for eight, over 18 years now, going on to 19 years. And in the past seven years, I have been building my online business and I decided to specialize in coaching English speakers to learn French and become fluent. So it's quite specific. Uh, if you're an English speaker and you need or want to learn French, but you don't know how to go about that um, because you have never done it and you're an adult now and you have never learned the language and oh my God, how do I do that? That's what I specialize in. 
That's wonderful. I love languages. There's something about meeting people, different cultures, and speaking their language that connects us deeper. That's what I have found when I traveled. I didn't travel that much, but I feel like that even by speaking a few words in their own language, that they get to smile. It's kind of, it makes them happy. And like, it makes me happy if somebody goes to Brazil and then they speak Portuguese a little bit. It is wonderful. And why did you choose to do that, Angel? Like, what was the inspiration to do what you do today? It's a bit of a complex journey as well, uh, but to keep it really short, I have been an employee before. I've also been a freelancer and I never really managed to reach a point where I felt like my times and my skills were being used productively or that I had a, a safe workplace. And if I'm going to have neither nor, and I'm going to feel constantly that if I were in charge, it would be it would just be better, basically. At some point, you know, you don't want to be there morning. You want to just do it. So that's what I did. I was like, I see no reason why I wouldn't be able to run a business as well as the next startup founder. Later, I learned that the reason why I'm not as good at running it as they are is that they have a ton of funding and I don't. But it's been seven years and the business is still alive. So I think I didn't do too bad. I guess my next question is, do you have any, I mean, we're going to be talking about meditation, but do you have any other spiritual beliefs or views of yourself in the world and life itself? I do consider myself to be part of the spiritual, but not religious movement. Uh, I'm French and it's pretty common among French people to even be raised without a religion. I'm not even baptized and my parents don't have a religion and my grandparents barely had a religion. So it was lost in my family uh, for a long time, but I've always felt a sort of a spiritual pool and I've always been very interested in researching uh, religions and spirituality and the things that you know, why are we who we are? And why is it that like, we feel like, I often feel like the world is fake. Then I learned that according to the Buddhists, you have all the Hinduists or both. You have this idea that uh, the world is Maya and that it's an illusion, right? So it's definitely something I've been looking into a lot for my own understanding, but I haven't been raised like that. It's just my own research. It's interesting that you say the world's an illusion. That's some of the, the work I do, I have been doing for years now, and that's my main interest in this lifetime, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say. Yes. To go deeper and find out um, how this came to be. Even if it is an illusion, a dream, as so many say, why are we dreaming and why are we having um, this illusion? Why we are in it? Why is that? Mm-hmm. So that's one of my main questions these days. Have you explored that too, Angel? I have absolutely no answer to that. I know that there are different schools of thoughts about this, but I do not personally subscribe to any one of those because I don't have enough proof or personal experience of the answer to this question. So Mm, the question is still open as far as I'm concerned. What do you feel is the main purpose of the human experience? I always have two different answers that are competing uh, for me. One answer is from uh, Abraham Hicks and the, um, I forgot the name now, uh, New Age Movement, which is that we are only here for the experience uh, because the goal is to have experiences. 
or to put it in another word, we are just here for the fun of it. It's not always fun, so <laughs> right, <laughs> probably doing sure. something wrong <laughs> in the way we experience it. But there's this idea that like we just want to experience lots of things. Um, with no purpose other than the experience. The other uh, answer that I find also interesting is uh, I found it in uh, Autobiography of a Yogi and generally in the Hinduist tradition, which is that we are here to learn that the earth is a sort of school for the souls to get better, like for some sort of soul improvement. I find that both answers are equally unsatisfactory, uh-huh, but yeah. I do have a better one. I love that you're doing some of this work. It's really the inner work, being curious about these things. And that's, I think that's what it takes really to find the truth is to be curious. So I admire that in you. So another question I have is, what is your idea of success and happiness? Oh, that's something that I keep uh, defining and redefining for myself. Yeah. Because it just tends to change with the different seasons of life. Um, lately, I've arrived at uh, the idea that the things that are most important is emotions, and it's probably the only thing that is real to some degree, that how we experience uh, our own emotions. And so that happiness would, in this way, be defined as having positive emotions and also being able to deal with negative emotions in a positive way that I would consider to be a definition of happiness and also success, to be honest. Like it's at the end of the day, they they become the same thing. I love that. That's very much close to the work uh, we do here on the podcast. I interview Mm -hmm. a lot of therapists and scientists of the mind, and that's exactly what they say. It's very, very close to freedom, really. Done a lot of therapy, can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So with that in mind, what do you have some techniques, personal practices to achieve this goal if it is one? Yes, I I have gathered a lot of techniques over the years. I have only very few. I think the simplest ones are the ones that stick the longest. So I do energy clearing on myself every single day, typically more than once per day. Um, I like to use Chrissy Mary Sheldon's technique, for example, which is connecting above and below and expanding your aura around you so you can clear things with uh, your voice, basically, or even just with your thought. Um, I like this technique so much that I have actually created a uh, track, which is energy clearing for learning French, which you can find on my on my YouTube channel using that technique. So I reference Chrissy Mary Sheldon as well in in the track. And basically, my work as a French learning coach is bringing together French learning and also the uh, personal growth, uh, energy manifesting aspects together because I found that it works amazingly well together. At this time, what do you feel is the world's greatest need? Wow. Uh, It feels like the world needs so much that it's hard to narrow it down to something without it being a cliché. Um, so I'm going to not be afraid of cliche. I'm going to say like (laughs) either compassion or empathy, which the difference is not always clear, but probably compassion is better term. That kind of resonates true that uh, for some reason we have lost touch with our own hearts in a sense of feeling other people's feelings and connecting with them. Even feeling our own feelings is terrible. 
you know, like compassion with starts with compassion for yourself. Once you have compassion for yourself, it's so much easier to expand it to other people. But if you don't have it, you can't give what you don't have. Well said, beautifully said. Yes, that's very wise. Right. We have lost connection with our own selves. Right. And I wonder why. Do you often wonder why this happened? I mean, it's very hard to answer this question without uh, resorting to conspiracy theory of some sort. <laughs> right? Yes, right. In a way. <laughs> um, <laughs> One answer that is relatively simple and does not involve a conspiracy is that um, we are free. We are so free that we can choose to separate from our source. And that if we were not to separate from our source, we would have less experiences. And since we, if we subscribe to the idea that we need to have experiences, that is the, it is the whole purpose of being here, then it also makes sense that we have to cut ourselves off. I don't find that to be satisfactory, but I do find it to be logical. Right. From a metaphysical point of view, right? That The spiritual yes. view, of course, that makes a lot of sense to me. It is a tough one to accept, right? <laughs> Because it seems like we can't have the experience with the connection. It really... I feel that right. way because I have seen, I have heard people who came into this world that they remained connected. So it is possible. Mm -hmm. But I guess not for all of us. Yeah. It is definitely possible, and I can live for days or weeks on end being connected. It's something that I have trained myself to do. But there is still a point to be made that the experience I will have in being connected at all times will be a lot um, more peaceful and so perhaps less rich uh, than if I'm not. I personally prefer to be connected. It's much more comfortable, but also yeah. because I'm a fundamentally... Um, quiet person. Huh. I can imagine that not everybody is like that. Yeah, quiet in the sense of an introvert. Introvert and also just I don't really enjoy danger or problems or generally, I mean, doing things that I perceive to be unnecessary or uncomfortable, not comfort, discomfort is something else, but um, disagreeable, let's say. Mm, yeah, I'm that way too. There are some people call, describe us as introverts, uh, but I don't know. It seems like uh, the way you talk about yourself just now, I just, I, I relate to. It's just that we want to experience probably deeper things, isn't it? We want to have a deeper experience of this, which we call life, and not just live on the surface. Yes, it might be that. Definitely. Yeah. The more connected and peaceful you are, the deeper the experience will also be. And it will be less varied on the surface. Like you have, you can have a lot of variation on the surface of things and not really experience depth, the depth of life, but you will still have a depth of your emotions, mostly right. negative emotions. Mm. Oh my God, Angel. You could become a spiritual teacher of the French language. I think it is possible. <gasps> a lot of people are yeah. telling me, oh, you should <laughs> And I'm like, well, you know how many spiritual <laughs> teachers are in the world? If I'm a French learning coach doing what I do, I'm the only one in the world doing what I do. So right. it doesn't sound like it's a good business choice, you know? I mean, it's very unique what you do already. Because I never, I don't think I ever spoke to anyone. I'm sure there are people like out there that integrate who they are, the whole person to what they do. And it's just that beautiful thing. But uh, mm -hmm. you're the first one I interview here. So welcome to the wow. community of healers <laughs> and spiritual Thank <laughs> thanking people. <laughs> what is the main intention of your work, Angel, as of today, as of now? The intention of my work is to um, have less friction in the world. 
it's one of the things that is created when you are in an environment where you don't speak the language is that there is a lot of friction. You can still have a lot of friction in your own native language, but if you're in another environment and you don't speak the language well, you will automatically multiply the amount of friction that you experience. Everything will become extremely much more difficult. But also conversely, once you have learned to overcome that, when you return to your system of origin where you have the language, things are so much easier. If I go to France, I will never have any problem. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. pretty incredible because when, when I was young, I would <laughs> have problem with everything all the time. Now I'm like, oh, this is in French. I can deal with it. Or if something is in English, I can deal with it. If it's in German, eh, it kind of depends the level of difficulty. Um, but, you know, you expand yourself considerably when you have more languages. And then you have you also become a much more competent human beings with regards to communication, with tolerance and understanding of the cultures, not to mention uh, career opportunities as well. A lot of the people that I work with are either diplomats or international um, business people or international charity leaders. And it just opens so many doors when you have another language, especially if it's a language like French, which is spoken in, I believe, 52 different countries officially. Non-officially, of course, a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the insights you gained from learning English and German? The techniques are basically the same, the mechanics um, and even the dynamics, or there is something fundamentally different about learning from one language to another. Have you seen that? So the mechanics of learning a language, the techniques that you can use and the attitude you need to have are... 99% the same, not to say 100% the same. It's very straightforward. And that is part of the reason why I say I specialized in helping people learn their second language, meaning their first foreign language. I still do have clients who have more than one language already and want to add a third or a fourth one. But it's rare because once you have already mastered another language, you can just take the attitude and the knowledge that you have and the confidence that you have gained to learn another one. So yeah, it's it's similar. Do you also plan to teach German? No, not really. Um, I, I could have actually, I, I taught, I think, five, four different languages in my life because I taught Spanish at some point and I taught Esperanto and I taught English and French. So yeah, those are the four that I taught. Um, and I decided to... Um, sorry, losing a word. Specialized. I decided to specialize in um, teaching... French to English speakers. So not only I narrowed down on one language, but also on one source language or like one uh, group of people to whom I teach it and to go extremely deep in that and extremely far in my knowledge of English and French, you know, the vocabulary, the, the grammar, the uh, roots, uh, how the languages are uh, created and how um, the people, like the speakers of a language perceive their language because it, it's yet another level. You have you know, you can be functional in a language and be able to communicate with, like I am in German, I can have a conversation, but I can't go and say, oh, okay, like German natives perceive this particular phenomenon of the language to be like this. And on the contrary, English speakers perceive it to be like this, but I can do it with French and English. So I decided to just go extremely deep and give up on some of the breadth because I didn't really need it. And it's also something you learn in business is that it's always better to just niche down and have people feel that what you do is really for them, right. as opposed to, oh, I dabble in all of these things. 
I know that you specialize in, in these two areas, uh, French, English, English, French, but you, it's a holistic approach to it. So you yes. bring in so many of the spiritual components, mental, which is really wonderful to see. Absolutely. It's a, it's a holistic, all-encompassing approach to a specialized problem. Have you found that French being more challenging from some people than others? Does everyone have the same challenges, like with the same, let's say, areas in French, like pronunciation or punctuation? Or do you find that to be different um, depending on the person? I would say that because I have specialized in helping English speakers, most of the challenges are very similar. For example, the pronunciation of French is fairly different from the pronunciation of English. And all the English speakers, almost all of them will stumble upon the same issues. And also that makes it a lot easier for me to teach them because as soon as my new clients <laughs> stumble upon the same issue that all of my previous 30 clients have had, I have exactly, I can exactly explain They even have five different ways to explain it and one of them will land every time. Now you do have things that tend to be a bit different from person to person. Um, I find that um, people who are older tend to have even more mental blocks than people who are younger. I think this is uh, attributable to the fact that they are Uh, the school system that they have grown in was even less empowering than the school system that uh, younger generations have grown into. So if you have been trained by a school system that has disempowered you a lot, it will be difficult. It will be more difficult to learn a language than if you have been trained by people who have empowered you. Even if you have never been in touch with any language learning at any point, the fact that you have been empowered to learn and you know, to believe that you can do what you want to do, that's going to be such an asset. So there will definitely be these kind of differences. Sometimes you can see the difference by age. Um, I've also noticed sometimes the difference between men and women. It's not a 100% thing, but I find that men tend to be faster but less accurate. So it's it's a bit like the um, how do you call that the, the hair in the tortoise? Is that is that what you call it? Tortoise and hair. So the 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 men are more like the hair. They're they're not afraid. They're gonna just like you know barge through and it will be more difficult to explain things and to get them to speak more accurately, which means that they will encounter more frictions later down the line. While the more feminine approach is women being less sure at the beginning, therefore being much more open to feedback, therefore being more like the turtles, you know, like steady winning the race. But then again, I mean, this is very stereotypical and I, I don't want to, to um, say it's everyone like that. I have met men who will fit in the in the female narrative and women who will fit in the, in the male narrative as well. Right. But I've noticed that there is really these sort of two different approaches. Like it tends to be gendered, but not always. Those are fun insights, I find it. Learning about humans, right, Angel? Just, yeah. um, it's, it sounds fun to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're about to say something. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just agree with you. <laughs> so talk to me about your services. I know you offer one-on-one -on -one coaching program, the French Transformation, and then also group program, the French Fluency Accelerator. And then you have the French Life Launchpad. That's a course. Also Manifesting mm -hmm. French Fluency, Mastering French Pronunciation, and then you have the French Fluency Starter kit and that's free. So yes. talk to me about some of them, the ones that perhaps people gravitate towards the most. 
Yeah, so I'm mostly, so definitely the French Fluency Starter Kit is free, so everyone can download it. You can go to my website, frenchfluency.net slash starter kit, and yeah. you get it for free. It's You have the core of my method basically in there. And then uh, everybody who uh, is interested in working with me can book a 30 minutes call, so we discuss, you know, individually um, what their challenges are, etc. People tend to choose either the group program or the one-on-one. That's also how I explain it. But it's also very interchangeable. So everybody who works one-on-one with me will also be automatically signed up for the group program and will be encouraged to use the resources um, of the group program uh, as well. While everybody also in the group program would have the opportunity to uh, you know, purchase occasional one-on-one session with me if they want to. So far, they don't really need to because I have few enough people in the group program that I also have weekly coaching sessions with them and it's just, it's enough for them so far. And if at some point it becomes, uh, if at some point I have too many students for one hour per week, I'll just make more hours, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to spend more time teaching. So yeah, one-on-one is more expensive, more flexible and more handholding and the group is more of a, well, yeah, group experience. And it's a bit more like a class that you could go to, uh, but it's online. And I have um, made recorded classes that you were mentioning that you can still find on my website because if someone wants to buy them, then I'm going to stop them. Um, But I find that it's just not very efficient, like neither from a business perspective nor for the students. There was a time when there was, uh, you know, online courses were all the rage. Everybody wanted to have some and everybody was buying courses left and right. It was the future. And I think that is mostly fallen out of fashion because it's it's not as efficient as actually working with a coach. So that's why I adjusted the French accelerator to be really a lot of being in touch every week or being in touch every day or as often as you want through the, um, we have a Discord server, which is basically a platform where we can connect every day uh, in text. Um, And and that I find to be a lot more efficient because, well, they have access to me, basically. It's not like they are alone with a video, which frankly, they can do on YouTube. I have tons of content on YouTube. That's a great way to get started if you just, you know, don't want to commit just yet. You can dip your toes in everything I do thanks to YouTube. Yeah. See, I love that too, because you're very much in touch with the needs of the students mm-hmm. and you yes. want the best experience for them, learning experience for them. Absolutely. I mean, I want them to actually be learning and become able to speak French. And I find that also because it is a lot of a mental game, it just helps if you have someone who is going to be constantly here when you need them to reaffirm that, yes, you can do it and this is how. Because if you could just, it's a bit like everything. If you could just learn it through reading a book or watching a video, everybody would know everything, right? It's, uh, it's, it's not the best way to learn. Yes, so true. That's really beautiful, as I said um, earlier. I love seeing that. This sincere desire to help others is not just about making a living. It's part of it, right, Angel? Making I mean, a it helps if I make a living, of course. Yeah, which, right. You know, <laughs> part of the deal. You still have to pay me. Yes. I wish I could work for free, but my rent is not free, you know, the usual. 
But you bring this making a living with truly helping others. That's the intention. Yes. So that's more of what we want to see in this reality too. So what's the best way to find everything that you do, the one-on-one coaching, the, the group, the group program? Is that your website is the best way to find yes, you? Yes, I would uh, direct people directly to my website. So it's frenchfrancy.net. And then you have the top bar. Uh, and you will have, you know, a, a tab for coaching, for example, and all of my coaching will be uh, under that. Yes, that's the easiest way. If you want to also put my social links uh, in the show notes so people can find my YouTube channel, for example. I do have a playlist with meditations on my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I'll have I that have, link. I think, I think I have four different meditations on YouTube that are recorded with the goal of helping people learn French. And speaking of that meditation, so how to learn French with meditation, you say, I strongly recommend meditation as a way to improve your French speaking abilities. How did you discover this method? How did you discover this integration? That's really the question. So originally I was on my own learning and healing journey and I stumbled upon the work of people like Chrissy Mary Sheldon, Jose Silva, Bert Goldman. Uh, Vishen Lakhiani as well. And um, I was doing all of their tracks, basically like doing all of their guided meditations, which will basically include everything you can think of uh, from uh, your health to your wealth to your relationships. And at some point I was like, oh, it's interesting that no one has done it for successfully learning a language. I wonder what would happen if someone did it. <laughs> so I did it. And uh, yeah, then I yeah. gave it to my existing clients. And I was like, hey, uh, would you like to uh, be a guinea pig for me? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't idea. put it this way, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, like worst case scenario, nothing happens. And, and if if I'm right, then it will help you. And then it turned out that it helped them a lot. So, um, yeah, I think I also started doing like, from on my own and in hiding from my clients before the sessions, I would sit and meditate on the, the session uh, that was coming up and visualize the session, how I wanted it to go. It's the kind of manifesting techniques that are like the phone call techniques, for example, where you visualize a phone call and you put your intention. And if you do it right, probably the phone call will go exactly as you wanted it to go. And that happened to me so many times with phone calls. I was like, okay, Next level, do it with a one-hour language <laughs> coaching session. And then it worked. Like, it's incredible how it works. If I, if I visualize the client, you know, for example, thanking me at the end of the section, the session and saying to, saying to me, oh, that was so helpful. I'm so happy we learned this and that. Boom, the exact thing will happen, like nine times out of ten. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Now, what happens if I do it on both sides? What if I give a track to the client? And I also do it on my side. Does it work even better? And it does. So, you know, I'm all about finding the fastest way to get there. Like there is a lot of uh, advertising for language platforms like fluent in one month for fluent in three months. And people find that it never works because it just does not work like that. But there are ways that you can do it faster than it would naturally happen. So, yeah, I'm all about that. Is that really realistic, Angel, to learn a language fast? Or this is just for some of us. Some people can do it faster, but most of us can't. It depends what you mean with fast. Mm, it depends yeah. also who you are and where you're starting from. If you're a native English speaker who doesn't speak any other language and you start from scratch, the most, the fastest 
still realistic expectation I could give you is uh, one year. And that for to do it in one year, you would have to commit a lot and really stick with it for one year and, you know, commit every day to doing your practice. I think that's relatively realistic to do it this way. I do have one of my clients who has done it in six months. I have a case study on my website, but I think that uh, that young man had a lot of uh, particularities that made him not not standard at all. Right. I um, think for a regular person, one year is realistic. I just today recorded a podcast interview with another language coach who was telling me uh, with his laid back approach, he would consider that it takes three years. And I was like, yeah, if you're very casual about it, three years is definitely more realistic than one year. One year is if you're super committed. <laughs> yes, every day, like you said. So it's basically, a, it's a practice. It is. But think about it. Speaking or practicing your native language is also a practice. Like mm. we are currently using English. We're not even thinking about that, but we are having this conversation and we are using English, meaning we are also practicing English at the same time. Mm, every time you watch a video or listen to a podcast or watch TV or the radio or whatever in English, you are practicing English. You're so used to doing it that you don't even notice. Like for me in my life, it's normal to have several languages at the same time. So for example, say I'm hanging out on YouTube because uh, that's what I do sometimes. I will click here on something that's in English or something that's in French and I won't even really notice that it's different. It's just how I live. And that's what you want to aim for. Like you want to basically, because if something is foreign to you, you will never integrate it. Like your brain has a very strong idea or your mind has a very strong idea of what is mine and what is foreign. Right. So you want to merge that thing that the thing that is foreign, like such a language as a foreign language, you want to bring it in and and merge it and make it yours. That's when you'll be able to learn it, which is also the same thing as manifesting. Find all the ways that you can bring the vision of that thing that you want in your life, right? So it's it's the same idea. And so when I discovered the law of attraction and manifesting, I was like Yes. Amazing. This is what we are doing. (laughs) So you're working with the power of the mind, of course, that is um, Mm, the ability to imagine and believe. You say, I think, yeah, you write on your website, with meditation, you relax, open your mind to French learning. The audio you offered includes relaxation and subconscious programming. So that's what it is too, right, Andrew? um, We are learning to reprogram our subconscious. Right. Yes. So this is uh, the, the track that you're referencing is part of the French Francis Starter Kit, which you know we referenced earlier, which is uh, free. FrenchFrancis.net slash Starter Kit. You can just download it. And uh, I've included uh, subconscious programming statements as well as body relaxation, mind relaxation, and also some actual French in it. So it's designed where it starts in English. You go through your relaxation, you go through some programming statement, and then you have the French part, the part that is spoken in French. So the, the track itself is not bilingual because it's not a translation. It is in two languages. And I've found that with this track, a lot of people tell me, like, wow, I understand everything you say in French. Wow. How is that possible? Yeah. I normally understand 20%. <laughs> yeah. Because you're relaxed. That's mm. how the brain works. If you're relaxed and you have lower brain waves, you will understand more. And it's uh, interesting to know that that's also the key to heal. We heal by mm-hmm. relaxing. Absolutely. Yes. How amazing. So learning pretty much seems like all the answers we really want and need are in relaxation. And that's what meditation mm-hmm. does. I'm so glad that you include this component within your teachings. That's that that is definitely the 
that's the power of having a holistic approach. If you look at things holistically, you will inevitably stumble upon general solutions for all the problems, basically. Like everything converges. It's, it's magical. That is so true. Do you meditate every day yourself? Yes. Yeah, I heard that meditating consistently every day is actually better than meditating for long periods of time. It's always better to be consistent than just doing once in a while, but for one, two, three hours. That's not as This is efficient. true of everything. This is also true for language learning. If you learn five minutes a day, like say you have a week, you learn five minutes a day, that's 35 minutes total. You're going to have more results than if you just once a week have two hours. Yeah, you also include affirmations in French, yes. isn't it? That's have, really uh, beautiful. On my YouTube channel. I know, uh, I found Four that. different affirmation tracks, yes. Yeah, you, you have um, 25 of them. Th so the affirmations for self-confidence, that's releasing limiting mm -hmm. beliefs. And then you have for success and love. You have for health and weight loss as well. And you have a very interesting one, another one, that's the quantum jumping meditation. That caught my attention yes, as well. Yes, that's a meditation well. track, yeah. Yes, so... When it comes to affirmations, is this part of reprogramming your brain? Affirmations to me, they reprogram, but in the way they program again, because <laughs> now we are mm -hmm. just replacing, right? We, we leave systems. Is that the yes. idea, really, to replace them or to be open to new ones that might come up? It's, well, definitely, if you're going to use affirmations, it's because you want to adopt certain beliefs. Now, I have made the affirmations and the meditation different in uh, in YouTube, mostly for people who are just, uh, you know, using the keywords. Um, there are the subconscious programming statements. You could also consider them to be affirmations, pretty much the same thing, um, except subconscious programming has some sort of rules that you follow. Like you can pretty much use anything you want as an affirmation. Some will work better than others, but subconscious programming, you have to have them in a certain uh, way. So, you know, typically you uh, make them positive and so on. Right, right. Um, but the thing that I do with affirmations is that they have they have a double uh, purpose, and that's why they're bilingual, because I want people to use them to learn French, even if they are affirming something else. So the one, for example, about weight loss is centered on being healthy and losing weight, um, but it's also something you can use to learn French grammar without realizing that you're learning it. Because when you're... And, and it also potentializes the impact of the uh, affirmations because if you're affirming something in your language, in English, it's one thing. But if you're affirming it in another language, you will use a different track of your mind. So you will at the same time be focusing perhaps less on the language and learning more words and more grammar and also perhaps also focusing a little bit less on the affirmation and not being because what happens often with an affirmation is that you have your like mind chatter that goes no that's not true it's a lot more likely to happen if you do it in your native language than if you do it in a, a foreign language that you're trying to learn because you're just too busy with the language and your mind chatter just gets <laughs> takes a backseat because yeah too much happening already so it's, um, yeah, I, I recommend everybody to try it, especially if you're either speaking some French already or you want to learn French because it's a, it's a good way to uh, give a bit of a kick to your affirmations. I will make more tracks for right. affirmations on YouTube. It's, uh, it's powerful. Yeah, it sounds like. I love the motivation that 
students will have behind learning in French, that's uh, now it's self-growth and positivity. Absolutely. I yes. love that. Ah, that I've never seen before. <laughs> now that I'm in the language <laughs> world. Yeah, now this is very interesting. So I love what you do, Angel. That's very creative, very curious. I know it's coming from that inner space of your own, finding your way to become almost like more of um, efficient server for the world, mm -hmm. servant yes. of humanity in doing things in an efficient, but also fun way. That, sure. I mean, in deep yeah. way, in spiritual way. So I really admire, and I love that about you and your approach. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you for having me and giving me a space or sharing your space with me. That's very kind. Yeah, I love that you said that, sharing the space. Yes, that's I call my sacred <laughs> <Yes>. space <laughs> doing this. So let's see. Also, I wanted to mention, we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions, the ending questions. But mm -hmm. before that, I wanted to mention that you also offer, that's free, uh, from frustrated to fluent, fast. That's a free mm -hmm. fluency worksheet that's available yes. on your website too. Yes, it's also in the starter kit. So if you get the starter kit, you'll also get the worksheet. Mm, yes, so I'll have those links on your podcast profile so mm -hmm. people can just click on them. And yes. before I ask you my final question for today, would you like to add anything that you left unsaid for today's conversation? Mm, I, I think I'm in short of going on for another hour because there are so many things that we can talk about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm all good. You will find uh, the link to all of my other interviews on my website if you want to uh, dive in deeper. And like I said, you can always book an application call with me uh, and uh, discuss your own personal situation uh, if you're interested in learning French. So, yeah, you'll find the links to all of that on my website. Or if you want to just directly book a call, it's frenchfrancy.net slash call. Uh, but I do recommend checking out the website first. Mm, yes, and I'll have the website links and other links on your podcast profile. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. And then my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Huh, I've never been asked this question before. <laughs> yeah, that's the last three experiences. one. experiences. Um, well, a um, true loving romantic relationship There are too many relationships that are abusive or that are just with people who are not very compassionate or but a truly loving relationship that can absolutely change your life. So that's one. Um, because I'm a language coach, I have to say, you know, learning a language and experiencing another culture. Uh, I think it's a bit sad if you live your entire life in just one country and just one culture. I know that not everybody has the opportunity, but if, you know, I definitely wish for people to have the opportunity because that's uh, that's definitely interesting. And the third one, I'm going to have to say something uh, connected with meditation and feeling the true connection to source. That is something that I just don't really understand how people live without it because it's, uh, it's once you have felt it, it's different. Yeah. Wow. I love your openness. I love how wise you are. I don't know your age, but you seem to be young and you're very deep in that sense of getting to the point of what this experience is all about. If there is a point to it, that what everything you said would be very close to it, if that's the point, the purpose, which I feel it is. So thank you so much for being open to life, being curious and doing the work the way you do. Thank you, Angel. 
Thank you for having me. What's the best place to find you to go for your services? You can find everything on my website, frenchfluencyinoneword.net. Wonderful. And then you'll find all the links from there. Thank you so much again, Angel. And we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Angel Preteau and his work, please visit frenchfluency.net. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.